0: That's what we're going to talk about for, uh, for these weeks, the next few weeks at least, is uh, uh, talk about wilderness moments. And uh, for some of us, that's what it feels like, you know, after you know, being in, uh, in our church facility for so long, and uh, now we're out, and uh, we're, we're not there yet, but we're not back there. I mean, we're kind of in between, and we've gone through the experience of having kind of the, the security of what we had before. Stripped away from us, isn't that the way the wilderness works? You know, the wilderness kind of comes upon you when uh, you know life's going along and it's feeling good and everything's kind of rolling and you feel secure. And then, boom! All of a sudden, something happens. You lose your job. Something happens with your relationships. You know, something happens. Life just kind of throws you that curve, and all of a sudden, the security that you felt is kind of stripped away, and you're just sitting there wondering. What is next? And you know right away when you're in that moment that you're kind of in the wilderness. Over these next weeks, we're going to talk about uh, wilderness moments. What happened with God's people and and how did they experience the wilderness and how did God work in that experience to lead them to another place? We're going to look at different experiences, different biblical places where where God met His people in the wilderness. And uh, obviously, my hope is that uh, what God did then, God will do now. That he'll meet us in the wilderness uh, as well. So let me take you to uh, some observations about being in the wilderness. Has anybody been in the wilderness before in your life, by the way? Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, you've been there, right? So what I'm talking about is real. Uh, wildernesses exist. First observation I'd make for you this morning. You know, when the wilderness comes upon us, it seems so wrong. But the real truth, the biblical truth is the wilderness is not so bad. Okay? The wilderness is not always bad. Let's look, for example, at a guy named Moses. Heard of him? Sure. Moses, okay? You know the story about Moses, you know, and, and you know, baby put in the Nile in the basket, princess of Egypt finds him raised in, in uh, Pharaoh's house, you know, everything going good. But then, of course, what happens? Everything's going great, but then he realizes his heritage and and, uh, in a rash act, he kills an Egyptian and he flees to the wilderness. That's your cue. The wilderness. wilderness. Thank you. He flees to the wilderness, right? And that's what the text tells us. If you go back into Exodus and you you look at what it says, it says, One day Moses was taking care of the sheep and the goats of his father-in-law Jethro the priest of Midian. And Moses decided to lead them across the desert to Sinai. So he's out there in the desert. He's out there in the wilderness. And it's not bad enough. The guy's out there in the wilderness after being raised, you know, prince of Egypt. But notice whose sheep he's watching. His father-in-law's. He doesn't even have his own business going. He's watching his father-in-law's sheep. He's out in the wilderness, not just physically, but he is in the wilderness of what's next in his life. He's out there wondering, just like all of us when we get in that wilderness, what's next in our life. And being in that place, being in the wilderness, is not always a bad thing because God shows up in the wilderness, when you're out in the wilderness, when all that security stuff, when all that busyness stuff, when all of that stuff that you've been carrying around, when all that's been stripped away, then life gets a little clearer, doesn't it? And when life gets a little clearer, when all that stuff gets stripped away, God becomes more obvious. Here's how it happens uh, for Moses. It's in the next uh, slide. It says. There an angel of the Lord appeared to him from a burning bush. How obvious is God? I mean, you see him in a distance, right? How obvious is God? He's out there watching the sheep, his father-in-law's sheep. He's out there watching the sheep, and all of a sudden, in the middle of the wilderness, God becomes so apparent. He can't miss him. Wildernesses are not always bad. When we get out there, God becomes even clearer for us. Moses sees the bush, God becomes clear, and he takes the next step. And the next step is, when God starts to show himself to you, you need to just get closer. You need to follow up on the invitation. Take up the opportunity and just get closer. closer. Look at Moses' uh, response here. It says, Moses saw that the burning bush was on fire, but it was not burning up. This is strange. How smart is Moses? Burning bush, not burning. Hmm, That's strange. Uh, This is strange, he said to himself. I'll go over and see why the bush isn't burning. He does an important thing right here. He sees the burning bush and he chooses to get closer. He could have run the other way. He could have just stayed in the wilderness and hightailed it back to Jethro and said, man, I don't know what it was, but I don't want nothing to do with it. Instead, he takes the step to draw closer. He draws closer. James 4 4 tells us this, come near to God and he will come near to you. You see, when you take that step closer, when you're in the wilderness and God becomes clearer, and you go ahead and take that step to get closer to God, what's God doing? Drawing closer to you, do you see that? God's drawing closer to you. When God makes Himself obvious in that wilderness, you can take that step closer, and God is going to get closer to you. And when you get closer to God, the next step is you open up, and God opens up to you. Look what happens! Uh, look what happens with Moses. It says, when the Lord saw Moses coming near the bush, He called him by name, and Moses answered. Here am I. That is an amazing thing. Moses takes the step to get closer and God knows his name. Have you ever thought about it? Did you wake up this morning with the awareness that God knows your name? God chooses right here in that moment in the middle of the wilderness to get really personal with Moses. He called him by name. He chooses to get closer and get... When you're in the wilderness, when all that stuff is stripped away, God becomes obvious. You can move towards Him. You can get close. And you can get personal because God gets personal with you. And that's what Moses does. Notice Moses simply says, Here I am. Again, he receives that action that God is giving. Here I am. I bet you there's a number going to go up on the screen soon. Um, that's what happens. God gets closer. Now, here's the problem. You ready? You knew something was going to pop up, right? When you get closer and God gets closer to you, you have to come clean. You have to come clean. Look what happens here uh, with Moses in the fifth verse. God replied, Don't come any closer. Take off your sandals. The ground where you are standing is holy. I am the God who is worshipped by your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Moses was afraid to look at God, and so he hid his face. See, this is what happens when you move closer to God, when all that stuff is stripped away, and you're in the wilderness. Things become clearer, and you move closer to God, and you realize how awesome God is. You realize how incredible God is. But when you realize how incredible God is, you realize you're not. Do you get that? When you realize how incredible God is, how holy, how awesome, how perfect, you also realize how you're not. You become conscious of those places where you've failed God, those, those places where you've disappointed God. It happens all over in the Scripture. If you go to Isaiah uh, 6, Isaiah has the same kind of experience. It says there, Then I cried out, I am doomed. Everything I say is sinful, and so are the words of everyone around me. Yet I have seen the King, the Lord, all-powerful. Isaiah experiences God in His power, in His awesomeness, and he realizes how he has failed. When you're in the wilderness, it's not so bad. In the wilderness, it puts us in a place where we can come clean. We can take off our sandals, we can realize how holy God is, and we can just be honest. We can just be open with God. And that's a good thing. When you follow that, when you're in the wilderness and you take that step to be honest and open with God, then God responds to Moses by starting to put a call on Moses' life. The next thing that happens in the wilderness is God starts to move Moses out of the wilderness. Now, when you start out and you get thrown into that wilderness, where do you want to be? Anywhere else but the wilderness, right? But when you're in the wilderness and God starts working with you, now God is going to move you and give you a direction out of the wilderness that you may not have never and ever imagined before, but God did. That's what he does with Moses. Moses. He comes to Moses, he said, okay, now, now Moses, I got a plan for you, I got a purpose for you, I got a dream for you, I got something for you to accomplish, and it's down in Egypt. And what's Moses' response? Excuses. Have you heard of those things? Are you familiar with excuses? Are you good at excuses? Some of you are shaking your head. All right. Well, in the wilderness, excuses don't cut it. In the wilderness, remember, all that stuff has been stripped away and you're now clean and honest, right? In the wilderness, excuses just don't work. Look how Moses starts giving out excuses. His first excuse as he comes to God is, look, I'm just not qualified. You're putting this call on my life. You're setting a new direction in my life. You you want me to move out of this wilderness where I become now comfortable. I'm just not qualified. He says it this way, but Moses said, who am I to go to the king and lead your people out of Egypt? See, we've gone through the experience of the wilderness of becoming familiar with our failures when we come clean with God. Moses now uses those failures to justify and make excuses for why he's not good enough to do what God wants him to do. He uses excuses to say, you know, look, I just, I don't have the credentials. I just don't have the skills. I, I, I just, look what God responds in verse 12. God replied, I will be with you. What does Moses need? Just God. That's it. Young people, remember this. Are you listening? Remember this. As you go forward in life, God is telling you there's only one thing you got to hold on to, and that's him. That's it. I will be with you. Where is he telling him this? In the wilderness. Where is he leading him? Out of the wilderness. And the only thing that matters is, I will be with you. Now, look how cool it gets. You ready? you watching this? Look at the verse. God replied, I will be with you and you will know that I am the one who sent you when you worship me on this mountain after You have led my people out of Egypt. What does God already see in His own mind and will as accomplished? Do you see that? Is that awesome? (laughs) God already sees Moses already going through all the steps and everything He's got to do to get the people out of Egypt. In God's mind, it's already accomplished. Moses is throwing up the excuses. God just says... Moses, I am with you. You see, he's telling us, you have to change your focus. When you're in the wilderness, your focus always gravitates to you. You look at the way your life used to be. You look at everything you've lost. You look at all the stuff back there. that And God's saying, forget that. I'm all that matters. Change your focus. I've got a purpose for you. I've got a plan for you. It's already out there in front of you. For Moses, it was for him to forget the excuses of, I'm not qualified, and instead, just trust God more. All he needs is God. Paul gives us that in 2 Corinthians 3 in the New Testament. He says, we don't have the right to claim that we have done anything on our own. God gives us what it takes to do all that we do. Who gives us what it takes? You see that? And when you're in the wilderness... That God is right there to give you everything you need. He is all that you need. Moses isn't done. He's ready with another excuse. He says, well, I'm not authorized. That's his next step. I said, Look, I'm not authorized. Moses answered, I'll tell the people of Israel that the God of their ancestors worship has sent me to them, but what should I say if they ask me your name? He's saying, look, I can go tell him that, but, you know, I just don't have the authority. I just don't have the power. I just don't have the will to be able to, to do this, to take this step. And that's what happens in the wilderness. When you're in the wilderness and you've lost all the security, it's easy to start looking not only at your failures and your faults and all that stuff, but it's also to lose your will, to get sapped of your desire to go ahead and move forward into something new that God has in front of you. Moses looks and says, "Ah, I'm just not authorized. I just don't have the power. I just don't have the strength. God comes back to him. In verses 14 and 15, God said to Moses, I am the eternal God. So tell them that the Lord whose name is I am has sent you. This is my name forever and this is the name the people must use from now on. What's he tell Moses to do? Look, Moses... Remember who you're talking to. I'm the guy of the burning bush that you thought was strange. Moses, refocus, understand. I'm making you a promise. I am with you. And remember who I am. Moses isn't done. That's not good enough. He comes up with one more excuse. He says, well, look, it's just not believable. What you're telling me to do... It's just not going to be believable. I can go down there and tell them, and they're going to ask me what your name is, and I'm going to say it's I am. But the whole thing, look, it's just not, they're going to reject, it's not believable, it's just not going to work. Have you heard that before? It's just not going to work. Moses asked the Lord, suppose everyone refuses to listen to my message, and no one believes that you are really, that you really appeared to me. Do you see what Moses is doing? In the wilderness, even though God's got something great for him in front, Moses is already predetermining a negative response by the people. Have you ever uh, heard of that before? You know where I see that all the time? and that don't. This is not the nominating committees, but nominating committees are great for this. You ever served on a nominating committee? Yeah, some of you have, right? You know what we do? Nominating kids get together and they think about names, and they pray about names, and God lifts somebody up and says, how about this person? And sure enough, somebody on the nominating committee says, oh, I, I, I don't think they'll say yes. And you know, they're really busy and life's really been, you know, busy for them. And I, no, I, you know, they just won't say yes. What is that person doing? He is predetermining a negative response, correct? And not giving God even a chance to work in their heart, mind, and spirit to say yes, yes. That's what Moses is doing. Moses is predetermining, it's not going to work, God. It's it's just not believable. It's just not going to work. When you're in the wilderness, it's easy to go to the excuse that says, God, I know you want me to go. I know, but it's just not going to work, God. God comes back to Moses again. The Lord answers, what is that in your hand? Now, remember that verse. That's an important verse, okay? Okay. What is that in your hand? A walking stick, Moses replied. Throw it down. So Moses threw the stick on the ground. It immediately turned into a stake and Moses jumped back. Pick it up by the tail, the Lord told him. And when Moses did this, the stake turned back into a walking stick. Do this, the Lord said, and the Israelites will believe that you have seen me, the God who was worshipped by their ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now look what God does. First of all, God says to Moses, Look what you got. Okay? Stop thinking about the negative. Stop anticipating the negative in the future. You're in the wilderness. You need to just take stock and look what's in your hand. Look what you've already got. God looks at Moses and sees what he can accomplish. Look at what you've got. Okay? Take the step of understanding that you can do this. Just take one step. Then he asked Moses to take another step. Throw it down on the ground. Just obey me in this little thing. Not a big deal, right? Just obey me in this. Look what you got. Take one step. Throw it down on the ground. Just obey me in this little thing. He throws it on the ground. What does it become? Snake. Now God asked Moses to take one more little step. Although for some of us it would be a big step. Now pick up the snake. Big step or little step for all of you. Big step. Yeah, I'm in that category. I'm not hanging on to no snakes. Right. But what is God doing with Moses? See, Moses, Moses, Moses. Let's just take a step, Moses. Look what you've got here. Look what you've got. Take a step. Now, throw it down on the ground. Take a step, Moses. Just take one more step, a little step. Now, pick it up. Take take one more. You see how it works? You see, God in the wilderness is ready to move us step by step by step toward the direction that he's already prepared for us. While we throw out the obstacle and say it's never going to work, he just says, look, take a step. Just take a step. And when you take that step, confident in me, take another step, confident in me. You take that step, take another step. Where? Confident in me. That's what Moses does. And every time, God delivered on every little step. Now you think by that time, Moses would be done, right? Uh, he's not. Um, and so he comes through, I think, kind of a weak excuse, but it's nevertheless uh, one of his excuses. He simply goes back and says, now, God, I'm just not able to speak. I think he's grabbing at straws. What do you think? He's just grabbing at something out there to say, oh, I'm getting tired. So he Moses replied, I've never been a good speaker. I wasn't one before you spoke to me. I'm not one now. I'm slow in speaking. I could never think of what to say. I just can't get up in front of crowds. I get nervous in front of people. You know, it's the one thing I'm really afraid of, God. I just, I just, I just. Hmm? God replies, But the Lord answered, Who makes the people able to speak or makes the deaf able to, to, or unable to speak? Who gives the sight to make, uh, to the blind? Don't you know that I'm the one who does these things? What is God saying? Moses, remember. Remember who you're talking to. Remember who's with you in the wilderness. When you get out in the wilderness, it's not so bad because God becomes obvious. Just remember. Remember who's with you. Then we get Moses' final answer. And this is the final answer we really like. The final answer is? You can go ahead and say it with me. You Ready? I just don't want to go. Parents, have you heard that before? I just don't want to do it. (laughs) That's kind of most... Lord, please send somebody else. I don't want to do it, God. I just don't want to do it. Parents, when your kids come to you with that answer, how does that make you feel? I don't know about you, but my kids, if I say, okay, you're going to have to go do this, so go do this, and they came back and just said, No, I just don't want to do it. That's not a good thing in our household. Okay? That's not a good thing in our household. Now, look at God's response uh, in verse uh, 14. And it, this just shows how incredible God is with us. The Lord became, you see that word? It's kind of small. Became irritated. Isn't that a polite word? I think that's so polite. That's not the word I would use in my house. My kids, you ask him, they would not say, well, you know, dad just got a little irritated. <laughs> but God is so gentle with Moses. And that's the way God is with us in the wilderness. He knows how hard it is out there. He knows how difficult. And so he's gentle with Moses. He becomes a little irritated. And he says, look, what about your brother Aaron, the Levite? I know he's a good speaker. He's already on his way here to visit you and he'll be happy to see you again. Aaron will speak to the people for you and you will be like me telling Aaron what to say. I will be with both of you as you speak and I will tell each of you what to do. Now take this walking stick and use it to perform miracles. You see how gentle God is? And God provides Moses a way forward. In spite of his excuses, in spite of the dodge, in spite of every obstacle Moses raised, God still provides Moses with a way forward. When you're in the wilderness, God will provide you a way forward. You have to take a step. You have to take another step. Most of all, you just have to trust, I will be with you. If you need some New Testament backing on that, just look at at the New Testament, Ephesians 3.20 or Romans 8, uh, 31 says, His power is at work in us to do far more than we dare ask or imagine. Or Romans 8, what can we say about all this? If God is on our side, go ahead. Can anybody be against us? Come on, really? That's what God's saying today. You may feel like you're in a wilderness right now. You may feel like, you know, all that security of your life's been shredded away. But God is with you and He's all you need. And He will provide you a way out. It's just one step and another step. That's what happens to Moses. Moses is able to move move forward and he starts heading out of the wilderness. That's the next topic. He starts heading out of the wilderness. Here's the way it is in the Scripture. It says, So Moses put his wife and his son on the donkeys and they headed for Egypt. Now notice this. Holding the walking stick that had what? The power of God. Oh! When you're moving through the wilderness, when you start moving through the wilderness, what do you keep at hand? The power of God. Right? The power of God. Give up the excuses. Just know that God's got a place in front of you. You know what? It is great to be here this morning because I know it puts us one step closer to being somewhere else in August. Right? It's great to be here because I know August is not that far away. I know that God is just giving us this little step to have this wilderness moment experience because He's got something greater in store for us. That's the way it is. And that's the way it is for you. Let's pray this morning. Father, we come to You this morning and we know that we can face uh, the wilderness, but we don't have to face it alone, Father. We know that You choose to be there. And it's in that wilderness when life gets uh, turned around and uh, our security is stripped away that we can see You even more clearly. We pray this morning that you would open our eyes to see those burning bushes. Make yourself obvious to us and help us to draw closer to you, to open up to you, and to to get clean, to leave everything behind but you. Use those wilderness moments in our life, Lord, to build us into the people you want us to be and the church you dream us to be. We ask for your favor now and we ask that you would lead us in all things according to your holy gentle and glorious purpose. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.